Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The spirit of Pacamama permeates everything. The church and her institutions and in the men who occupy her highest offices are ruled by those who unwittingly spread the false gospel of the Pacamama in the form of a constant devotion to the message of the material world, of creation, focusing on creation with maybe at best an afterthought given to the Creator, or at worst, a twisting of the message of the Gospel to fit these secular initiatives. That has become evident in some bizarre rewriting of Catholic prayers that have popped up around the world in various dioceses in recent days, as well as in a bizarre focus on the season of creation, quote-unquote, that's being pushed by the Vatican, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, and the bishops from all over the world and as well as some additions to the Roman Missal that you may have seen at your parish if for some reason you're still going to the new Mass. Let's get into the story so we can put the pieces together. There has been a move in the Church and in the world to turn St. Francis of Assisi into something other than a reformer of the Church. He truly was a great reformer. Not like Francis who took his name and used it to craft the ape of the Church in the service of the enemies of the Church. No, St. Francis of Assisi called for a return to morality and to return to the practice of the faith both among the laity and among the hierarchy. His founding of his order of friars caused a huge stir in the church in his day, because it pricked the consciences of so many who had heard his message in truly decadent times. He received a vision from the Lord to rebuild his church, as decadence had set in much like in our time. These days he has been reimagined as the patron saint of ecology, because he gave a sermon to the birds and to the trees and lived a simple, poor life. Talking about a serious rebranding there. Bear that in mind because the Pacapapa himself has kicked off a season of creation as an annual observance that runs from the start of September to October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, in order to help the Leviathan spread its message of increasing its own power over every aspect of our lives. Headline from Vatican News. U.S. bishops urge Catholics to form an ecological conscience that bishops of the United States encourage American Catholics to take part in the month-long season of creation by responsibly forming their ecological conscience. There goes all the goodwill I had forming for, from the USCCB over the resistance to Francis's implementation of Traditionis Custodis and to the dictates of Sombulent Caesar, as I call him. This started last Tuesday but flew under the radar and wasn't really worth remarking upon until we got treated to some associated blasphemy, to put it mildly. But let's get some context first. From the story, we get this, quote, as the annual season of creation got underway on Tuesday, U.S. bishops released a statement on the need to participate in the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation, which was held on the same day. The Day of Prayer kicked off the Church's annual season of creation, which runs through 4th of October, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of ecology, apparently. In their statement entitled, Towards an Ecological Conscience, the bishops traced out the state of the climate crisis and encouraged American Catholics to inform themselves on the issue. The bishops noted that Pope St. John Paul II, already in 1990, warned about a moral crisis of which the destruction of the environment is only one troubling aspect. Pope Francis expanded on the theme with his encyclical Laudato Si in 2015, which called on Catholics to cultivate an ecological conscience, one that enables us to see clearly, judge rightly, and act ethically when it comes to the care of our common home. For these reasons, Catholics need to form robust consciences and learn to wisely discern complex moral problems, 
A deep and well-formed faith, said the bishops, can help us meet the countless challenges facing us without becoming discouraged or despondent. Indeed, one of the underlying drivers of our current crisis, both moral and ecological, is a radical worldview that has placed excessive trust in the power of mankind and disregard for God. Catholics should overcome these challenges through a well-formed reason that can integrate knowledge and information from different secular perspectives. It's a mistake to think that faith alone is sufficient for Christian life, especially when it comes to complex moral problems that require both faith and reason, said the bishops. End quote. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting application of Catholic concepts of faith and reason, which we are told are connected at the hip and have been since at least the time of St. Thomas Aquinas, and frankly, since well before then. The bishops don't bother to mention that this issue gets mischaracterized by the secular powers for their own reasons, and that they ignore the data when it's inconvenient to the narrative, and that in general, this topic is not about anything that we're told about, that it's really about consolidating power for the Leviathan. We're never told these things, and the bishops are just willing dupes in all of it. Not surprising. But this came at least two, with two prayers attached to it, as well as some changes to the Mass, including one prayer that is the rewriting of the Angelus, which was broadcast over the radio in the Philippines, and probably elsewhere. Someone sent me a link to this wonderful ecumenical adaptation of a classic traditional Catholic prayer that had been adapted to make Pac-Man Mama feel more at home in the church. Now, to view the website online for the Season of Creation movement, I had to fill out a bunch of personal information on their website, which is fine, except for that it asked for my denomination, which means this really is ecumenical in nature. Some may question why that's a problem, but if you've watched any of my work from Pius XII or some of the other popes on the weekends in the past few months, you'll know why. Ecumenical work of that nature is condemned by the Church formally. That's a subject for a whole other video itself, and I'm sure someone will say, But Lumen Gentium! But Nostra Tate! That doesn't cut it, since Vatican II broke with the Church on that issue, among others. But let's take a look at what they have to say in this new form of the Angelus. Here we have what is being called the Angelus Prayer for Creation, the text of which I found on the website for a radio station out of the Philippines, a ostensibly Catholic radio station. So here it is, the Angelus Prayer for Creation, which I will recite the key words for for you here. The leader leads, the angel of the Lord appeared in a burning bush. The people respond, the Lord is king, let the earth rejoice. And then, of course, the Hail Mary. The leader says, God looked at everything he made and found it very good. And the people respond, learn from the way the wild flowers grow. And then respond with a Hail Mary, as you would in the Angelus. Following that, the leader says, what you do to the least you do to me. And people say, we await new heavens and new earth, followed by the recitation of the Hail Mary. And then the leader says, pray for us, Holy Mother of God, to which we re would respond that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Remember that phrase, the worthy of the promises of Christ, because the leader says, let us pray. O God, who wonderfully created human nature and still more wonderfully redeemed it, so far nothing wrong there, may those you have redeemed understand that there exists nothing more marvelous than the world's creation at the beginning. Recognizing that all creation is perfected in Christ, may all you have created give you praise and glory now and forever. Followed by a glory be. That's definitely an interesting, shall we say, prayer. Some won't understand why I have an issue with this. Apparently the promises of Christ now include a perfected material world, a perfected nature. And nature, I don't mean in the sense of, you know, human nature, but as in nature as in the created world. 
That's bizarro stuff right there, given that the perfected form of nature was the Garden of Eden. And then none of this is in keeping with the faith, actually, and what the faith tells us. But even better, we're now told that this is essentially our duty as Catholics to focus on the care for our common home, as they call it. We get some information from a website called KFOD, which is the Catholic Agency for Overseas Development, which is essentially a United Kingdom-based Laudato C agency for the Church in England and Wales. Under the headline of Seasons of Creation, from their website we get this, quote, The season of creation runs from the 1st of September, the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation, to the 4th of October, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi each year. This ecumenical season is dedicated to prayer and action for the protection of creation. It is a time to renew our relationships with God our Creator and with all creation. As we join together in prayer to give thanks to all that God has made, repent for the damage that we have caused, and commit ourselves to take action to protect the earth, our common home. End quote. More of that ecumenical spirit to turn our eyes from the authentic adoration of the triune God towards phantom questions about the material world. Phantom questions that frankly almost never stand up to scrutiny when scrutiny is even permitted. But there's a lot of money from the U.S. and EU governments for working on the climate topic, and Francis the Great and Merciful has directed the work of his pontificate to that end, I'm sure you've noticed, complete with working closely with the powers that be in those institutions within the Vatican to make this happen on a grand scale. Hence why some very unsavory figures have been seen repeatedly attending Vatican conferences that have little to, if anything, to do with the faith and often are at odds with it, all the while vast numbers of Catholics leave the church and never come back. And I'll remind you that the loss of a single soul is a greater issue than any material issue imaginable, but the bishops as usual just aren't concerned with that. And frankly, a season of restoration and evangelization leading to the feast of St. Francis of Assisi would be a much more appropriate use of the saint than his misapplication as the patron of ecology. Which brings us to the second prayer associated with this. The season of creation prayer from last year. Expect a slightly revised one for this year. Creator of life, at your word, the earth brought forth plants yielding seeds and trees of every kind bearing fruit. The rivers, mountains, minerals, seas, and forests sustained life. The eyes of all look to you to satisfy the needs of every living thing, and throughout time the earth has sustained life. Through the planetary cycles of days and seasons, renewal and growth, you open your hand to give creatures our food in the proper time. In your wisdom you granted a Sabbath, a blessed time to rest in gratitude for all that you have given, a time to liberate ourselves from vicious consumption, a time to allow the land and all creatures to rest from the burden of production, but these days our living pushes the planet beyond its limits. Our demands for growth and our never-ending cycle of production and consumption are exhausting our world. The forests are leached, the topsoil erodes, the fields fail, the deserts advance, the areas acidify, the storms intensify. We have not allowed the land to observe her Sabbath. The earth is struggling to be renewed. During this season of creation, we ask you to grant us courage to observe a Sabbath for our planet. Strengthen us with faith to trust in your providence. Inspire us with creativity to share what we have been given. Teach us to be satisfied with enough. As we proclaim a jubilee for the earth, send your Holy Spirit to renew the face of the earth. In the name of the one who came to proclaim good news to all creation, Jesus Christ. Amen. Some will say, so what? But there's a lot in that prayer, including a lack of identifiably Catholic language, the casting aside of God's command to work the earth as our penance due to original sin, and a weird anthropomorphizing of the earth. 
That big word that I just used is a fancy academic word, meaning to bestow human features and characteristics to something, in this case, to the earth, because the earth was never itself called to observe the Sabbath. The planet is not a living entity. It's merely the main, it's merely like one of the main subjects of creation. I mean, go read Genesis. But they are heavily implying that it is an entity here. The Sabbath is the day we are called to observe a day of rest. Now, does that mean the earth must shut down all activities on the Sabbath day? No, and I'm not certain what that would mean anyway. But human beings are called traditionally to do so, including to set aside commerce and servile labor on the Sabbath. But the earth and man are not the same thing. Unless you've allowed Pacamama to cloud your senses and to obscure your sense of the faith. These prayers are not Catholic. Rather, they're the adaptation of the faith to the needs of our secular rulers who give the Vatican great sums of money in the form of their various programs that need to be achieved in the name of the new League of Nations by set dates, this time by 2030, apparently. So we get more of this at this time of year, as well as typically around the Feast of St. Kateri Tekakwitha on the Novus Ordo calendar. And she was a Native American woman who was canonized and to become a martyr for Christ in her expression and loyalty to Christ and his church. She gave up everything for our Lord. And she has also been twisted into some figure for this movement. Though for her, the life of me, I can't figure out why, unless it's because she's a Native American. To which case, I think that's a really gross reason to co-opt her faith and sacrifice to the services of Satan and the Leviathan. I'll close this with a hint of the Pacamama right to come. We've heard rumors of this for a couple of years, and the season of creation movement has a few additions to the Novus Ordo Missal for this season. For those of you who still subject yourself to that, let me know if you've seen or heard this at Mass yet in the comments, please. Here is a penitential rite for use in the Novus Ordo Mass for the so-called season of creation. Quote, Conscience of God's loving presence and great gifts to us in creation. Let us enter into the quiet of our spirits, praying for prophetic courage, wisdom, and deeper love for God, for all people and for creation, which gives us life and sustains us. Silent pause. Creator God, you have entrusted the human family with the richly diverse gifts of creation, asking us to receive them with gratitude and care for them wisely and well. Creator Spirit of God, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you have entrusted us with a mission to warn those whose actions misuse and are destructive of the earth, its life and its peoples, to invite them and ourselves to more loving, protective, and life-giving ways. Word of God, have mercy. Holy Spirit of God, you are at work in us and among us, making us more conscious of the sacredness of all creation, raising up global movements, and in these times to care for earth and each other. Wisdom of God, have mercy. May God, the creator of, of all time and space and the vast web of life in which we live, have mercy on us, free us from our sins, and guide us in the fullness of divine life. Amen. Some will say, again, so what? That's kind of the thing. This is, again, the twisting of the language of the church into use by the forces of the material world for their purposes. Plus, look at some of this language. Creator, spirit of God? What's that? I've never heard that kind of way of addressing God the Father until reading this sort of associated material. And frankly, I was surprised to see it out of the typical Earth Day-related celebrations that often get lumped in with Lent every year. But that's the thing. The Feast of St. Francis of Assisi on October 4th has been twisted and turned into a sort of Catholic Earth Day, and it was done so with the enthronement of the Pac-Man Mama in the Vatican Gardens on St. Francis's of Assisi's Feast Day in 2019. And I have more on that event because, as it turns out, that event was more demonic in nature and in ways none of us really took notice of when we focused on the idolatry that was performed in the open there, since that was the most overt act there. Almost as if that was sort of the point of the whole exercise, to not notice the other things going on. So, 
I'll have to do an episode on that in the near future, hopefully by the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi on the 4th of October. There's more to the Mass editions than what I just showed you. Lots more. But I think you get the picture. I'll have links to the Seasons of Creation website in my show notes at returntotradition.org in the notes for today's episode, as well as to the Pacamama Angelus that was broadcast over the airwaves of the Philippine Catholic radio stations if you want to hear it for yourself. I've been assured by the faithful in the Philippines that most of the laity don't really question anything that comes out of Rome, which is pretty much the case everywhere, really, anyway. But let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. And as a side note, for those who might not be aware, I wrote my doctoral dissertation for my otherwise useless PhD program on this topic, on the work the church does on the environment. And I have to say that this topic is something that I can't escape, but it is one I am intimately familiar with in its secular and Catholic dimensions, and I think I'm going to write a much more robustly traditional Catholic variation of my dissertation, essentially in the form of a book or series of short books for people. And I'll need to get started on that in the near future. So let me know if you have any, any remote interest in that. But let me know your thoughts on this and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.